Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Right, all right. Welcome to Empowered AF 2.0. I uh, love these client journeys that we've been doing lately. Hope you guys like those too. If you do, drop a one in the chat. Uh, if you're watching this live on Facebook, if you're on the podcast or on YouTube, I guess you could drop a one in YouTube as well if you want. Leave us a comment. Let us know that you enjoy it. Hey, and if you're just still, if you're a listener on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever, uh, make sure you leave us a, a good review and share it with some guy you know that needs the help if, if he's going through separation or divorce. Or really, he just needs to get his balls back, period, because life is kicking his ass. So without further ado, today, we're going to talk with our client, Scott Suazo. Is that how I say your name, Suazo? Or Ah, perfect. Okay, cool. Suazo. Um, it's kind of a unique name. I like it. Um, Scott Suazo. And we're going to be talking about the idea of kicking ass, taking responsibility, and owning your shit. I love that title. Um, when we ask guys, God, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, man, I really love the aspect of responsibility and ownership. And I'm like, you know what? Let's add kicking ass into that because it's like, I don't know. There's just something manly about kicking ass. Right. Uh, so, yep. um, Scott, uh, thank you for coming on, man. Of course. So I'm pleased to be here for sure. Yeah. So tell, tell, tell us, Scott, like, um, you know, where, where are you from? Right? Actually, I don't even know. Where, where do you live? I'm from- uh, I live in Philadelphia. I'm from uh, okay. Ohio, but uh, okay, you know, Philadelphia. Retired okay. Very twenty one. First bounced around. So okay. Um, and so, have you always been a guy that was into taking responsibility and ownership? Yes, I uh, formerly, you know, being military military officer, I was definitely gone in. And it's like, hey, you know, I got to take responsibility for you know things I do and the people under me and places like that, you know, things like that. So it's. You know, it's it's always been kind of a feature of mine, and you know, sense of duty is strong. I think it started yeah. my parents, and then through me as well. It's like, hey, you got to take responsibility for yourself, and I firmly believe that. Got it. Well, why do you think then most of the men and I've ever seen like don't have that? Like, I mean, you you don't really run into very men, very many men that have that idea of taking responsibility. Like, why do you think that is? It's interesting i hadn't really thought about it so used to you know kind of getting into empowered man and it's like you know the advertisement facebook posts it took me a while before i jumped into it as well you know just kind of watching but i've always kind of connected with that it's like own your shit you know it's just like because there's not that many programs out there that you read about it's like hey you know we're here to help you but we're here to help you own your shit whereas you talk to therapy things like that it's like oh you kind of you know you it kind of points to other factors outside of your life as opposed yeah. to wait what's in my control you know what can yeah. i affect my life um yeah. and in the idea of what stories i'm telling myself it's like you know because i heard it you know you know i've i'm on my second marriage you know struggling through it it's been you know um a lot of kind of mental health issues on her part uh but at the same time you know i'm hearing like you had said, you know, after a while, you know, you do this, you know, you're in your life for 20 years, you know, as, as kind of an adult and with kids and shit like that, you kind of hear the same stories from my ex-wife, from my kids of just like, you know, there's, there's narratives there that, uh, you know, I wasn't really listening to, or just like, nah, that's mm-hmm. bullshit, you know, you know, whereas it's like, no, wait, hold on. There's something here that I am adding to my problems. How am I doing mm-hmm. that? 
And I only know that, you know, because it's like, if you talk to people, things like that, and you have to talk to the right people and find the right yeah. program um, yeah. to kind of that of just like not blaming others. You know, the, I love the idea of the Sheba. It's like how many, I, for the past four or five years, I be like, you know, the Sheba, you know, it's like, well, she did this and she's doing this and she's doing this and I'm just adjusting to it. I'm reacting to it. And I got yeah. tired of fighting. It's like, okay, how do I, how do I, not react to it it's like this is the situation i'm in what do i do about it and that's kind of where i've been trying to struggle with for years now just like what is the best way forward and it's just like because it was i was always at odds with okay i'm dealing with somebody who maybe i shouldn't have gotten involved in but now we have a kid and it's like yeah. okay i'm running away from this is not an option it's just yeah. like so i how can i affect change how can i control you know, what I have, what do I have in my control? And in the end, I only have control over me. And yeah. that's really what it comes down to. It's just like, well, if I'm going to just control me, then what have I been fucking up? What have I been yeah. doing wrong? Or what can I do better is probably yeah. a better way to say What can I do? Yeah, exactly. Because it's easy to look at, oh, you did this wrong. You did this wrong versus where can I improve? It's, it's more about optimizing for truth versus looking at what you did wrong. And optimizing for truth is more powerful. Um, so tell me this, man. Like, so clearly, second marriage. Um, what it maybe in this program or maybe before the program, but like, what did you learn from your first marriage that you maybe weren't taking responsibility or ownership for that you started to maybe after the marriage or even while you were going through divorce? Because clearly, these things become patterns in our life, right? Uh, so, like, what were some of those things that you now notice or look back on in your first marriage? that you weren't taking ownership or didn't take responsibility for? Communication. I mean, you know, plain and simple. It's like 90% of our problems are communication. So it's just like, where did I, you know, what was I communicating properly, improperly uh, with her? Because it's just like, but, you know, every personality is different. And the relationship I have with my ex-wife is, is amazing in some ways. It's just like, we're still kind of friends. We've always been amicable towards each other. Our divorce, we had one, one a divorce lawyer. Um, I hired him. She kind of represented herself. And he basically said at the end of the proceeding, he's like, he goes, I don't know why you guys are getting divorced. He goes, you guys work so well together. He goes, I've never had a divorce go this smoothly where you guys just agreed on things. And he goes, I was just here to, you know, deal with the bureaucracy of the courts. You know, like, okay. And, you know, I've always kind of, re you know, remember that, but it's like, I gave her the latitude and the freedom to say, like, this is what I need in my life. And so I said, okay, you know, and I accepted that. Um, but not everybody is me and her. And certainly my ex-wife or my current wife is, is so far opposite of that in some ways, especially given her mental health issues in some ways, um, that it's, that it's tough, you know, you know, you know, my yeah. first wife, you know, still have our differences, but a lot of it just came down to communication and, you know, maturity in some ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's super common on that first marriage, right? You like, yeah. you get married young, you don't have, like you have baggage from the past. You don't know how to communicate. You don't even know what marriage is really supposed to be like. And then you get thrown into the mix, you have kids and then it's like, shit's happening. And then it ends and you're like, fuck what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with just, you know, I, I mean, no, now what I really screwed up was between communication and, just being present, you know, I, I focused, I was focused on my job. I mean, my son, my older son, who's 16, he, he still sits there and says like, dad, you were just always gone. You know, you were always gone. I mean, I'm a, 
I was a military pilot, now I'm a commercial pilot. So yes, I am gone a lot, but you know, it's the times I was home, I wasn't present. That's always just like my head was elsewhere. And yeah. you know, I look back, that's where I screwed up probably the most. It's not being present in the relationship and not being connected to where, you know, she was just like, okay, kind of just had enough and I'm ready to move back to my family and friends and the life I had back in New Jersey. So it's just, like, yeah. okay. I, so, and I honor it. Yeah. So clearly, you know, with the second marriage, like you said, um, you know, you, you've got somebody now that you're dealing with it, that has some mental health stuff. Um, and I'm assuming that there's some toxic communication, things like that. Like, what have we taught you? What have you learned from empowered man? Just curious. That's helped you through that. Um, she noticed it, you know, it's like, you know, the kind of leaning into the relationship of helping to set boundaries. Um, I think it's the big thing because I have a, you know, because of everything we talked about, I have a strong sense of duty. I have a desire to kind of still do things, but, you know, based on the, the toxicity of the relationship, I've kind of kept her at arm's length. Mm. And through this program right away, it's just like, it was kind of things I knew, but just reinforced and kind of brought it together, you know, just kind of yeah. going through the program, like reinforced, brought together, you know, how to set my boundaries, how to communicate better, how to, you know, how to use the, you know, the power statements, you know, it's like the, I feel statements, you know, it's like, that's, that's, that's powerful stuff to say, Hey, I feel this as opposed to saying you, I mean, I was doing that, but I was with limited success, you know, through this program. It's like, and I still struggle with it. You know, I'm, I don't get it right every time, but when I start, deliberately thinking about how to communicate i pull back and say hey okay i feel this drop the power statements and it helps it doesn't always help because depending on you know where the headspace she's in plays a lot yeah. of role that it helps yeah yeah and it's it's different you know especially those of you guys that are listening and and again i don't we don't need to talk about your wife necessarily i'll talk about mine my ex-wife had um some mental health disorders as well and what i found was during those toxic moments, there's only so much you can give to somebody who's not a safe space for you. Mm -hmm. And so if you're kind of in this, you know, thing and you're like, I'm trying to be honest, I'm trying to be vulnerable with her, but she's not receiving it. It's probably because she's not a safe space for you at this moment. And if she's not a safe space, you have to also still have boundaries for yourself in terms of how much communication you do about your feelings. Um, you know, because this type of situation can be turned on its head and your words can become ammunition. Right. So it's like you can be vulnerable and share these things and suddenly they become ammunition that's pointed back at you because of that person's inability to process what you're saying, detached from their own emotions and feelings. They don't have the ability or their cognitive ability to actually hear you and what you're really saying. And so suddenly they find themselves defensive. And when they become defensive, they start to become offensive towards you. And so this, this becomes this toxic cycle where then you start to feel like, well, now, no, you're not hearing. That's not what I'm saying. And you start to become defensive versus going, oh, I recognize what's happening here. She's yeah. triggered basically by what I'm saying. And I probably need to back from this conversation and rethink my strategy because clearly I can't be that vulnerable with this person. They don't have the ability to handle it. It's, it's spot on. And honestly, it's like that conversation you just had with me, it's like, you don't find many people that you can relate that with. So it's like, yeah. until people experience what you and I have experienced, it's, it's difficult. So it's in finding that in groups and things like that, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and you know, it's tough to relate yeah. to people because 
I, you know, emotionally vomited on people before. It's like, you know, it's like <laughs> I've probably ruined some friendships along the way of just like where I look like this asshole because I'm bad mouth, bad mouthing my wife or bad mouthing my girl, you know, at the time, girlfriend, now wife. And it's like, I'm saying shit that I shouldn't be saying to friends, you know, because it's just, it just makes me look bad and makes her look bad in a friendship setting. Whereas like a group setting, you come to something like this and it's like, okay, I'm here for this. This is the reason this exists. And it, and that's, that's what's empowering in a lot of is just being able to talk to some people that and other people that understand and we all have our same issues you know it's and i love the way that you've kind of encapsulated you have all this shit going on it's whether she cheated on you or this or that you know it's just it's all the same stuff whether you have a toxic relationship it's coming down to you only have so much control and that's that empowerment there you have only so much control and you have control over you and it's like how do you how do you do you? You hear that yeah. spoken a lot. You, you do yeah. you. But yeah. it's unless you kind of have people to help you and guide you through that and talk about with and go, you know, it's it's nearly impossible. And therapists can sit there and, you know, I, I've been going to therapy for years now. And it's just like, you know, I've gone through a couple of them and it's very limited in what they can do. You know, it's just, I had a, one male therapist. It's like, you know, he's just like, Scott, I've kind of told you what you need to do. You need to leave her and this and that. It's like, because you're in a toxic relationship i'm like i hear you but i can't do that i can't yeah. bring myself to do that just quite yet i'm not in that place right and that's i think what and this is i think a key point with what you just said because some guys don't understand this about what we do our work is not to tell you what to do our work is not to say scott leave your relationship we'll never do that if we do somebody tell me because i'll fucking put a stop to that real fast our goal mm-hmm. is to help you be empowered to make your own damn decisions you know we got a guy in thrive plus right now who is leaving his marriage and it took him like nine months to get there to where he made that decision for himself. Like everyone else could see it, but he had to have the decision-making power within him. So as he got more empowered, he came to a place and said, guys, I'm going to do it. I'm holding myself. I want to be held accountable to it. I'm moving forward with a divorce. And it was like, holy shit, man, that's big. Cause I remember talking to him at the event and it was like, this is clear. This thing is over this clear. This person is taking advantage of him and he wasn't seeing it, but continuously yep. showing up and doing the work, he started to see it and it started to unlock for you. It may be completely different and that's okay too, right? It may be a point where you're able to create a new marriage with her and it becomes amazing. That would be awesome. I love it when that happens. That does happen. Um, but mm-hmm. ultimately it's about what you can control for yourself. So as you started to take that ownership and control back, how did it change for you personally? Not the marriage, but how did it change for you? Because I know you already said she saw some things. How did it change for you? Um, honestly, she noticed the change and just said, you know, as I, you know, I love the idea of leaning into the relationship. I, I hadn't heard that before until I came here. It's like, I'm going to lean into the relationship. I told her, it's like, I'm not doing anything different. I'm just leaning into the relationship. And just that mental model in my head helped me kind of then consolidate my feelings where i'm going and and she's kind of you know steeled me a little bit it's like okay i've got it for now right now i've got to stay the course because i got to figure out what is her and what is the sickness you know it's just and what is the situation you know it's like i've always said yeah it's like i don't know if it's ever caught on but it's like for me i learned early on i think there's two words that control any relationship it's situation and expectations if you could figure out what is the situation that's guiding this issue right now? 
and what are the expectations involved of the two people, be it male, female, coworker, worker, you can probably work through anything with situation and expectations. Yeah. But yeah. that's a complicated that's a it's a complicated piece, you know, to kind of get to. So it's like in working in dealing with her, it's like I've tried to kind of go with that, but it's like I'm not really ready to figure out, okay, what is really her, what's the sickness, what is the situation? Because I leaned into the relationship and she noticed the difference. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going, you know, it's like, we're going to start getting fitted. And then she had something happen in her life. Um, Cause for, you know, her, she finds traumatic, you know, for some reason, our relationship, because of my lack of commitment for whatever reason, and also her relationship with her mother after her father passed away. So it's just like, and that's been, you know, since teenage years, it's been on and off again trauma for her. But now that her mom came out of, moved out of assisted living, moved in on her own, and now suddenly she got sucked into the situation where, you know, she's caregiving to her mom and it just pulled, yeah. it opened up Andor's box. And so now we're dealing with that. So it's just kind of like, okay, you know, and so leaning in relationship help. And she's like, well, why can't we get back there? I'm like, that's kind of on you. It's, you know, it's just, but things have happened that, you know, I've had to, you know, I, I like to tell her, it's like, I'm, I keep you at arm's length because of that, you know, because of these, some of these issues, because of the toxicity and, you know, some of it include like violence, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like when you would get triggered, be violent. I, you know, kind of moved out, you know, it's like, we're working through this. And there's part of me like, what am I doing with my life? But at the same time, it's like, okay, this is me. This is kind of what I feel I need to do. My sense of duty is yep. like, leave our six-year-old kid. I can't leave her like this. Cause I know that, you know, she wants, I know that she wants better. And she's, yeah. she says she's willing to work for it, but, and that's where the kind of that leadership comes in. And it's just like, okay, you know, just like you talk about, Hey, you got to be a leader in your life. It's yeah. like, okay. Set the example. I'm going to do, you know, you know, try to communicate better. I'm going to set the boundaries and just kind of give it a little bit of time and see how it works. So and it's, I think what you just described was a perfect example of standing for the marriage because, you know, not everyone can do it. I personally wasn't able to do that. Um, I mean, I stayed for 17 years, but at a point it was like, I'm, I was done. And what I'm hearing from you is I'm, I'm going to create boundaries for myself so that I'm not necessarily getting pummeled all the time, but I'm still here and I'm letting her know, Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to work on the relationship when you're ready to work on the relationship, but it's probably going to mean you're also going to have to work on some of your own shit. I'm going to keep working on mine. And when you're ready to do that, we'll, we'll get back together and do it. And it probably flips her out because you're not doing either, or you're not, it's not a push pull. And that's probably what she's trying to get out of you. Like pull you in or push you away, pull you in, push you away. And you're like, I'm standing in the middle, which is a very, very powerful position for you because it keeps her kind of off her dynamic. She doesn't even know what to do with that. Right. So eventually she's either going to fall into it and go, okay, fine, I'm ready to do this. And and you're going to have your boundaries and go, okay, this is what it's going to look like. Or she's going to back out completely and say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But either way, you'll have stood your ground and you'll have had a really healthy way of processing all of this stuff. And if it ends, you know, it ends. And I think you'll be in a much more powerful position. And those of you listening, this is very strategic, what Scott is saying. And it's something that most men don't have the guts to do. Um, and I understand like some of you are just frustrated and you're overwhelmed and you're afraid. And I know Scott is as well, but Scott's also been in this journey. How You've been with us for nine months. I don't even know. You've been with us for a while, right? Uh, 
months. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. going on a year. Going a year. Okay. I knew it's been a while. I couldn't remember. So, so, you know, this is a guy who's a year into the process, but this is what happens when he's showing up doing his work using our tools with the ecosystem, the brotherhood that we have. And this is the result of what that is. He's not a mess. He's not like, oh, frantic and trying to figure this shit out. And I'm sure before this, you probably had some of those things and some of those moments, but this is what happens when you lean in and do the work. Um, uh, last question. I can, oh, I can tell you, I, I my first group call, I, I just, I started bawling, you know? Yeah. It was just like such a relief to actually kind of just be able to talk and open up and just, I mean, I lost it, you know, emotionally. Yeah. Tough because it was just I was and the other part of it I was carrying so much guilt because keeping her arms length else it's like it's a trigger in her because it's like I haven't been because my own personal issues I I didn't commit to the relationship it's like we've been married for four years now and we still don't have wedding rooms so it's just it's those things where it's like you know it's like you know I haven't fully committed I haven't really given her and done the work that I needed to really show her and it's affected her. So, but at the same time, it's like, we're at this position now to where it's like to go in and try to do that stuff now would almost seem kind of superficial. It's like, yeah. because we're just anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I wanted to make it, I want it to be real. I want it to be this, but to be real, we need to be honest with ourselves and yep. be in a position to receive that. So it's like, it's, it's extremely difficult, but I've had to forgive myself too. And that's mm. the other part that I think has been really good about the program is just realizing it's like, you got, you know, it's like, you got to forgive yourself for the shit and owning your shit. You also got to say, I did this shit, but I have to forgive myself. And yes. that's pretty cool too. And that's, I, I think that's the part I was missing. I was just carrying around a lot of guilt and shame. And I realized it's like, I'm carrying around this guilt and shame, but I wasn't losing it through therapy. I was, you know, I just, it kind of took talking to other guys and just be like, Hey man, just let it go just yeah. it's like realize the shit and just kind of move on you know yep. so that being able to do that just be like yeah, i've been trying to tell her that too it's just hey um this is what i've done it's like and i'm not going to carry that game or uh that guilt or shame with me but i want it to be real so it's yeah tough yeah but it's so much more strength when you can walk from that place because it's like you're you're not being driven by guilt or shame you're being driven by love at that point and that's that's what I'm hearing from you. Um, final question uh, before we wrap up. Uh, you know, what would you say to guys who've kind of new to us, new to thrive? Like, you know, like, is this bullshit? Is this real? Because I get a lot of guys sometimes they're like, this sounds too good to be true, or you know, whatever. I mean, what would you say to them based on your experience and your commitment to working with us through the last year or so? Um, it's definitely worth it. It's it's a journey you have to be ready for it. You know, it's like part of the, you know, it was interesting with the marketing. I was actually turned away the first time. Um, you know, I forget who the, the, the gentleman was that I was speaking with, but the first time I called, it's just like, well, are you really ready to transform yourself? And I was kind of, you know, like a lot of things kind of non-committal. So it's just, and you know, but that kind of also it's, it's, I don't know if it's a good sales pitch or just kind of reality in some ways of just like, yeah. Hey, you know, it's a time commit. It's a time and financial commitment in some ways. And I, yeah. when you think everything else out there, it, it did kind of make sense. And so I had to kind of get on board with the financial commitment where it's like, Hey, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to spend this money anyways elsewhere. You know, I don't know how much money I've spent on therapy over the years, things like that. And it yeah. didn't help as much as this in some ways. So it's just, it's, 
kind of just being ready in some ways as well and just kind of realizing that hey and i think the the emails and the marketing really spoke to me in terms of just like own your own shit you know, it's just like, yeah i've got it i've got it i've got to dig deep in this and i'm glad i did uh, yeah, same. I, I it, to me, it's always an honor to meet someone who didn't just do Thrive, but is in Thrive Plus. They're, they're beyond, and they've just continued their journey with us. I literally feel honored that you trust us and that you um, come to us for that. So I take it as a huge. Um, I don't even see it as a compliment. I just see it as honor, and I appreciate that. And I wanted to publicly say that I appreciate you and your journey and your desire to even come on here and share with other men what you are going through. And you're still in the midst of it. I think that's the want to kind of wrap it in that is that you are taking responsibility, owning your shit, and you're still kicking ass because you're doing it from a place of neutrality, right? Where it's like neutral woman, and there is no promises of marriage being saved. There's no promises of anything. And outside looking in, my, people might go, well, his situation hasn't changed. He's this, he's that. But it's like internally, this is a new man. This is a man who's taking deeper ownership, greater levels of responsibility and kicking ass because of it. And you can hear the freedom in your voice. You can hear the freedom and and what you've done and how far you've come. And so I just want to applaud you and thank you and, and just say I'm honored to, to have you as a guest. Nice. I appreciate it, Mark. So you're it's welcome. Also, uh, kind of chat with you a little bit more. Hopefully, I'll make yeah. it to one of the group meetings. I think the one coming up in January would be pretty cool. I, yeah, the next one in January. So that's only for Thrive clients. We get to do our uh, our uh, in person events every quarter. So our next one is in January. Uh, we'll be announcing those to the Thrive clients. But um, thank you so much, Scott, for coming, uh, guys. If you haven't considered or maybe you're just still new to everything you're in our facebook group whatever and you were like man what he's talking about is what i want and maybe i'm not there yet but i want to get there then i want to encourage you to book a call with our team it's empoweredman.co slash book empoweredman.co slash book we're going to get on a call and we're going to really like he just said we don't sell to you. We're trying to figure out, are you a guy who's ready to onboard into his new life and become an empowered man? And if you're not, that's okay. We're going to give you homework and content and hopefully you'll get there. And if you don't, it's okay too, because we're not for everybody. And we totally understand that. We are looking for other men that want to join our brotherhood and be a part of what we're doing at a high level and continue to kick ass, take responsibility and own your shit. So if you're that guy, empoweredman.co slash book, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.